Christ came to give us a happy heart. And he's working on all the areas of our lives. He's working on all the things that help to add to that happiness. But a walk with Jesus Christ makes us, gives us a happy heart. And then whatever, whatever life, ever life, ever life brings, we can draw from. And that's what the peace child came to bring to us. This month I've talked to you about the elements of peace, what you have to have to enjoy a life of happiness and peace. First of all, you have to be at peace with your heavenly Father. There's no way that you can find peace in life and have a happy heart until you find peace with your Maker. Through Jesus Christ, we come into a saving relationship with Him. We become followers of Him, and we make peace with our God and our Creator. And that's the first element of happiness, is coming into a right relationship with God. The second element would peace within. Peace with your past, peace with your package, who you are, what you have, what you don't have, what gifts you have and what you might not have. Just coming to peace with the package of who you are as a person. And coming to peace with your future, what God has for you tomorrow. <clears throat> but there's a fourth element of peace that I want to spend a minute or two talking to you about today. And that's peace in the world. First was peace in your heart. Secondly, with peace with your past. Peace with yourself. Peace with your future. But now, what about peace in the world? Isaiah said that he would be the prince of peace and the government would be upon his shoulders, and of the increase of his government and peace, there would be no end. So it was going to start small, but it was going to grow continuously until peace would virtually cover the earth. You see, Jesus came as a babe in a manger, unnoticed by most of the world in that day. He came innocent and helpless. He came as a tiny baby, but he made a huge impact on the world. The good news is that Jesus is coming back to this earth. See, our message is not just about what happened 2,000 years ago, but our message is about what's going to happen in the future. And we know and believe by what the scriptures tell us that Jesus Christ is physically going to come back to this earth. In the same way that he came the first time as a babe in a manger, he's coming back as Lord and Savior of conquering King. And for some 2,000 years, believers and followers of Jesus like you and me, we have looked expectantly to the second coming of the Lord Jesus Christ to the earth. So as surely as he came the first time, he is coming the second time. And again, he will be the Prince of Peace, and he will bring peace to the earth. Now, I'm not going to talk to you about the end times and all the, the dramatic things that are going to happen, but just a portion of the end time involves 1,000 years of peace where Jesus Christ is physically back on this earth and he becomes the leader of the human race and he governs the world in peace. And the peace that man has strived for, the peace that man has searched for, trying to find peace among the nations and peace among different people groups, is finally going to be achieved when Jesus Christ comes back. And for 1,000 years, Jesus is going to lead the earth into a place of peace, the human race into a state of peace that the world has never, ever experienced. Finally, Jesus is going to come back and fix what humanity messed up. 
And he's going to show us how to operate the earth in peace and righteousness and goodness throughout the planet. John saw a picture of this in the Revelation chapter 20. I'm not going to expound on all these verses, but listen to what the Bible teaches and get this amazing truth in your spirit. And I saw thrones and they that sat upon them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their forehead or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall reign, shall be priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him for a thousand years. So Christ is going to come back, and he's going to set up his government on the earth. The first time he came, he set up his kingdom within our hearts. But the second time he's come, he is going to set up his literal kingdom and he is going to be the ruler of nations all around the planet. And the Bible says that the people of God, you and I that are followers of Jesus, we will be priests unto our God and we will rule the planet with Christ in an absolute state of peace and righteousness. Now, I read to you from Isaiah about how he saw a son, a peace child would be given. Let me read some of the other quick views that Isaiah saw about this thousand years when Jesus would come back to the planet and set up his literal government and operate the planet on peace and righteousness. Isaiah 2 verse 1. The word that Isaiah the son of Amos saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. Now it shall come to pass in the latter days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all the nations shall flow to it. Many people shall come and say, Come and let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the house of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways and we shall walk in his paths. For out of Zion shall go forth the law and the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He shall judge between the nations and rebuke many people. They shall beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nations shall not lift up sword against nation, neither shall they learn war anymore. So there's coming a day when Jesus Christ is physically going to be on this planet. He's going to set up his kingdom. He's going to be the world leader. And his people are going to be a part of that leadership. And nations are not going to learn to fight anymore. And still, instead of building armies and weapons of mass destruction, we're going to be promoting peace and righteousness and goodness throughout the earth. Finally, Jesus will be here to lead the human race and to lead the nations in a state of peace that the world has never seen. Can I give you one more glimpse of what that thousand years is going to look like? We're back in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1. There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. A branch shall grow out of his root. That's Jesus. The spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him. The spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of counsel and might. The spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. His delight, is in the, his delight is in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, and decide with equity for the meek of the earth. 
He shall strike the earth with a rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. Righteousness shall be the belt of his loins, and faithfulness the belt of his waist. The wolf shall dwell with the lamb. The leopard shall lie down with a young goat. The calf and the young lion and the fatling together. And the child shall lead them. The cow and the bear shall graze. Their young ones shall lie down together. And the lion shall eat straw like an ox. The nursing child shall play at the cobra's hole. And the weaned child shall put his head in the viper's den. So everything in the earth that is a predator, their nature is going to be changed. Everything that eats other living things is going to be changed. And the child is going to be at safety and at peace. They shall not destroy, not hurt or destroy all in all my holy mountain. For the earth shall be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. So the knowledge of the Lord is going to cover the earth and all over the globe and every nation and every people group are going to be knowledgeable of God and knowledgeable of Jesus Christ and recognize his leadership in the earth. Do you realize that good things are ahead for planet earth? Do you realize that in the end God wins and that peace and righteousness rules in the earth? Can you say amen? Now, after that 1,000 years is over, Satan, who has been bound up and put in chains, is going to be loosed for a short season. He will be destroyed completely and forever. And the wicked humanity on this earth will go into everlasting punishment. But those that have followed Jesus Christ and remain faithful to him will go into everlasting, eternal life. And he goes on to say, And God will wipe away every tear from their eye. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these things are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, I will give the fountain of waters of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he will be my son. So you want to know what the fate of humanity is? You want to know what the future of the earth is and his believers? In the end, God gets everything he originally desired when he created the earth. In the end, he finishes every plan he set in motion. He accomplishes every purpose he originally desired. And this earth becomes a haven and a place for God's people to live and dwell where there's no more pain, no sorrow, no sickness, no tears, no death. But we go into a state of unbelievable happiness and health and peace because Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And Isaiah said, of the increase of his government and peace, there would be no end. I thank God that I am a follower of Jesus Christ. The Prince of Peace lives in my heart today, and I'm looking for his soon return. How many of you are expecting the Lord Jesus Christ again? Today we want to give you an opportunity to 
uh, receive communion. You'll also have an opportunity to bring a gift to the Lord on his birthday. And you'll also have an opportunity to light candles. First of all, let me talk about the candles. A candle is just a sign. It's a symbol. It's an act. You may want to light a candle for someone that passed. You may want to light a candle for someone you're praying for that's going through difficult times. You may want to light a candle for someone you're praying to be saved. So there are many personal reasons to light a candle, but it's a wonderful thing to come into the house of God and light a candle as a testimony, a visual of what you're believing God for. We're also going to set the offering receptacles around the front, and if you have a gift you'd like to bring to the Lord, uh, you can come and place it in the offering buckets. You can use the offering envelopes uh, that are in the seat pockets, or you can just drop it straight in the bucket, whatever you would like. But I'd like for you to get an offering ready as you desire. As the Lord has blessed you, be a blessing to His kingdom on this His day. Um, if you're watching online, you should have the ability there to give online. Thank you for being a part of our service today and a part of the offering as well. The third element of this next segment is going to be communion, where we're going to um, offer communion meal to everyone here. If you're a follower of Jesus Christ, if you've given your life to him, you're eligible to receive this covenant meal. If you've never given your life to Christ, all you have to do is when you come down and you're preparing to be served, just request that they would lead you to the Lord and just say, I want to give my life to the Lord, and they'll take care of that and then lead you in communion. Communion is a covenant meal. Salvation is a covenant relationship. There's two groups of people in the world today. There are those that are in covenant with God and those that are not, those that are saved and those that are not. The communion meal represents the fact that we're in covenant with God for our salvation and that we are believing and trusting in Him for our eternal um, salvation. And so if you want to be a part of this, we welcome you today. I'm going to ask um, our, some of our elders and leaders to come forward and prepare to serve you now. Um, you'll come forward at this time. If you need the communion elements, you should have received those when you came in the door. If you did not receive those, raise your hand. The ushers are going to come by real quickly. If you want to be a part of communion, you need those little that little container of um, elements. If you will be so kind as to um, get that ready, and you can come forward. If you did not receive those, oh, I see a, a row back here that needs help. Um, if you'll help me guys get those, make sure that they are facilitated. Everybody that wants to be a part of communion, you can certainly do so today. I want to make sure that you are ready. Now, I'm going to step down and um, serve some communion with, with these elders and leaders. Um, and I'm also going to pray for a special group of people. If you are a mother expecting a child, right now you're carrying a child, I want to pray with you. If you are a mother, if you're a wife, and you want a child, and you're hoping and believing to be pregnant, um, then I want to pray for you today. So I had a special incentive today to pray for mothers carrying children and mothers that want to be. Uh, so if you'll come down to me and Pastor Renee standing beside me, we'll pray over you right now. So let me explain to you real quick what's going to happen. Um, first of all, each of you are going to come forward at will. You can bring your offering and set it here, uh, drop it in the offering containers. 
You can go over and light a candle, and I've got some men going to be standing there to facilitate you so you can light a candle, and then you can come and receive communion. And all of this is going to be happening at once. You can do that in any order. We're going to be serving you. We're going to be worshiping together, and all of this is going to happen in the next five or six minutes. So if you need um, any of these, feel free to participate and be a part of it. First is the communion the offering, and then lighting the candles. And you can come as families. This is a good time for you to come as a family. Um, if you don't, not, don't have a family member with you right now, take the hand of a friend or someone else and come down and be a part of their family. But I want to invite all of you to come. This is an interactive part of the service where everybody gets to participate and come forward uh, into the altar area as we celebrate. Immediately after this, I'll pray a blessing over you, and we'll be concluding our service today. So I want to invite you to come forward right now. Again, this is for whoever you are. This is for everyone. Thank you for worshiping here today, and you can be a part of this. So let's stand, please, and take your family and come forward. Light a candle, give an offering, and stand in line here to receive communion. No way. 